adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to simply say thank you for your support. For season two, we're running a couple giveaways and we'll be selecting a couple of you to win some No Snooze merch, some products over at Orgain.com, or a $50 Amazon gift card. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in what we're doing, all you have to do is subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and DM us on Instagram at No Snooze Podcast, letting us know you've entered the giveaway. Thanks to all of you, the No Snooze Podcast is climbing the charts, and we're well on our way to spreading this message to the masses. Enjoy today's episode. Mike, open us up. We're back with the No Snooze Podcast with a very special guest for a very special event at Maggie Spillane's in Mount Vernon, New York. Dave, what are we doing today? Yeah, so first and foremost, we want to say thank you to Dave, the owner uh, and the operator here at Maggie Spillane Ale House in Mount Vernon. Beautiful place. Great vibe, great food, and I'm going to go ahead and say that this is by far the best rooftop available in Westchester County, New York. You Definitely. agree with that? Yes, sir. I, I, I would agree, live I agree up here for a week, right? right? <laughs> I would live up here if they allowed it for yeah. promotion. Yeah. A couple <laughs> housekeeping sure. things uh, just before we get into the interview. I want to say thank you to PSA Cardinals uh, for sponsoring this episode here today. We want to say thank you to Kai Vision Productions for the audio visual. Yep. He worked um, hard today. We, we want to make sure that we give Big Frank, I know he's sitting down, but he, how tall are you, Frank? 6'11". 6'11". I think, you, I think you're about 6'10". Just go with seven no. feet. Nah, Sounds I don't better. Know. I don't know. So oh. we're happy to have Frank here. Um, he is ESPN's top, he's ranked number 22 on the top 100 list um, out of Pennsylvania. He is the number one player. He's got a phenomenal future ahead of him. Today's interview is going to be more about life, we're going to get to know and understand Frank and kind of how he thinks and how his experience is translated into basketball. At the end of the episode, we will get into a college announcement, where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Frank, thank you for joining us on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Big Frank. I love that nickname. You get me <laughs> fired up when I hear that. <laughs> yes. And uh, I was struggling with uh, the proper pronunciation of Frank's last, last name. <laughs> But Frank kept none, correct? Yes, sir. You did I do it right? right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That's yes, impressive. You did. I did take a little French in high school, though. <laughs> he did. We went over this. And that's right. Do you think he would take French? I wouldn't think so. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. The pronunciation <laughs> was a little bit heavy. Right. So, Frank, open us up. Give us a uh, brief background on where you grew up and how you grew up. Um, so I grew up in a little town um, in Cameroon called Kotang. And basically, it was only me and my mom. Um, I'm the only child, and just growing up, um, it was it was a lot of just go to school, and after school, I would always play around with my friends in, the, in my neighborhood, and um, then slowly just play, play soccer um, and tennis and, and basketball. That's how I grew up. And what was the name of the town again? Um, Kotang. Kotang. Okay. And my mom, she was a, a huge role model for you growing up, right? Yes, sir. What was your What was your favorite, uh, I guess, characteristic of mom that you uh, that you envy today? Uh, uh, she was uh, really tough and also really punctual. And 
always about the, about her, her business. Um, I think one thing that she taught me was if if you're gonna do something, do it right, or just don't do it at all. And it's something that like even now I, I really just go by and really try to integrate it in, like, in my life um, every, every, on a, on a daily daily basis. No, that's one of my favorite sayings is if you're going to do any do what is it? If you're going to anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. I overdo a lot of stuff sometimes. I get in trouble for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> what age was basketball kind of introduced to you? And then I want to know when you realized when it clicked for you mm -hmm. that basketball can, you know, really be a big part of your future really? and where you're headed. Um, actually, the, 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 it's a funny story because um, growing up, they weren't, the basketball was never around. Um, the main sport in Cameroon is soccer. So that's what everybody taught. That's what everybody watched on a daily basis. Um, so, but growing up, my main sport was tennis. I played tennis a lot for two, three years. And then the way basketball was kind of introduced to me was truly random. And I believe it was, the, it was, the, um, it was God's will because um, I, was a, I was a grocery store getting food. And then the one, of, the one of the coach from the uh, Cameroon junior team, he just approached me and just found me and said, hey, basically you're tall and let me, let me introduce you to this game. I was going to say, how, how tall were you at this point? Ah, I was 6'8". Uh, 6'8". Six, eight. Six, eight. Oh. Okay. See, right. see, Frank, listen to me. If you were in my neighborhood, I'd be recruiting you right off the bat. I'd be walking up <laughs> and I'd be like, Frank, I got a team. You're on the squad. You'd be like, I don't even know this guy. I'd be like, I'll see you Wednesday. So, yes. so you're in the grocery store. Coach comes up to you. He's like, look, I think you need to play basketball. Mm -hmm, Come mm -hmm. check it out. This is the sport. And introduced you that way? Yes, yeah, that, that's, that's how you introduced me to the, to the sport. And then from there, I'm um, having that conversation with my mother because also just kind of letting her know kind of the sport and because she uh, herself but she was an athlete um she did karate for long many many years she was a black belt um oh so, that's a wow. mother you don't want to yeah, <laughs> yeah so, black belt in karate <laughs> yes my um, mom's like a white belt and she beats me <laughs> <laughs> so so she was so she was an athlete herself okay but, um this kind of the basketball dynamic was kind of also new to her so I got a conversation with her and then from there um for two years all i did was strict training i never i never played any game i never had like a junior game little tournament nothing i was literally just training what, what was your what wow. was your training regimen like at that time um like give us give us an example of drills that you were doing yeah, and you was, were just practicing every single day at that point oh so every day i would always um play kind of play with my friends and i would have practice but when i'm i was in, during the break of school because school was really important for my mother so when i, I would have those two weeks breaks and that would like be, that would happen every two three, two, three months um i will have i will wake up in the morning at seven um i will go go to the court and i will work out that's the first workout ball like really focus on ball handling and just the fundamental like passing how, how to properly pass shooting mechanics stuff like that and then i would go back home and then get later go to class I, I was taking class even when i was on break and then after that in the afternoon i have another workout uh, where I need to go, and I go, and then I usually finish the day by like seven, seven, eight. And the when you practice, were your friends any good that you're playing with, or you're just dominating? Um, I would say, I it was a slow process. Um, they were obviously they were playing people better than me because yeah. they were playing basketball for a long, long time, gotcha, gotcha. and I was playing with also people that are way more older than me. Oh, good. Yeah, so so I really it was a learning curve because I had to learn. 
um, from from them and, and stuff like that. So I was always the, the, the best player, I would say. Yeah, okay. Wow. I like that. Yeah, no, and, and I think athletes, I mean, we, we kind of always discuss this. Mike was a great intramural athlete at Let's UConn, see. by the way. Yeah, we were uh, championship. We beat, the, we, <laughs> but, both, we beat the the girls' practice team in the championship. Ask me who hit the winning shot. Ask me. Just ask me. Who? I hit it. Oh. I hit it. It's um, my no, one but, claim But I fame. think athletes have have almost a leg up in life because mm -hmm. you develop a team, you get introduced to some skills that now translate you know, moving forward. And it doesn't Definitely. really even have to be anything athletic in life. The skills that are taught at a young age through sport, and obviously mom had that in karate, mm -hmm. um, that, that uh, mindset I think is why you're going to be so successful. It's not going to be just based off of the skill. Definitely. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I, I want to touch on COVID-19 for a second, right? Because right mm -hmm. now we're recording 2020. Uh, we're, we're on the hopefully the back end slash decline of a global pandemic. Right. You were a senior when this all transpired. What was that like on your mental and on your mind, knowing that you basically didn't even have a senior season and you knew that you wanted to go to college and you're a highly recruited athlete? What was that like for you? Um, you know, de definitely the whole rec recruiting process during the pandemic. Um, I think nobody, nobody in the country, um, who have um, see the outcome of it or had any idea how to approach it. So right. for, for it was new for, for everybody. Um, I believe, like, obviously, the, the, the whole pandemic, in a way, um, fastened the, no, the process, making more quickly um, that, I, uh, that I, we all anticipated. And the way I took it was that, okay, um, just take it day by day because, obviously, uh, all the rules, regulation, everything, everything changed every hour. So just take every day by day, and kind of that's how I approach every day. That's not 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 only on the court, but also kind of in the, in the classroom. So I make sure I do, I do my business um, each day, and then I worry about the next thing when tomorrow come. Yeah, the one day at a time is I think it works for a lot of stuff. Yes, and sir. was there anything that you think it helped you with uh, having to face that adversity with the COVID and you know the global pandemic? Was there more time to work on a certain skill? You know, was um, there anything that Yes, uh, I mean, since since the pandemic, we didn't even have a high, AU season. Yeah. So, I would say since for like six months now, all, all, all you get to do is the work out, mm. um, get better, work on stuff that you struggle with. Yeah. And I think in a way that's the positive aspect of, of it because yeah. you get more time to um, kind of know yourself yep. and know and work on the area that you struggle with. Yeah. But but also. It, you can you rest your body because on an athlete, um, you, you it's always a, a season after season after season. Yeah. But I think this pandemic kind of put a break on every on and everybody. So you get to rest your body. Your body rests a little bit. Yep. So which which um can increase our longevity um in the sport later on. See, I've been resting my body for the last yeah. month or so. <laughs> yeah, my, my, Mike always rests his body. But actually, to that point, <laughs> there's a phenomenal interview, uh, and I think we spoke about it before. But uh, Conor McGregor, right? He realized that the biggest difference between him being at an elite level and LeBron James being at an elite level was the fact that he realized that LeBron James was spending over a million dollars a year right, right. on his body, yeah. right? So then, obviously, McGregor implemented that, 
But the pandemic gave you an opportunity to kind of rest, you know, just just in general, rest our bodies, mm -hmm, spend mm -hmm. no money, which is great. But you also knew that, OK, the mindset is one day at a time. I have to still find ways to get better. Definitely. How did you train, though, off the court for a period of time? I mean, were you doing, you know, body weight exercises? How are you staying fit in a time when basically it's like, all right, the world is shut down? Um, something that was big for me was to um, it was to get stronger and to get my shot right. Um, because obviously the game the game is evolving, and now it's more spread out. So I so I need to be able to make shot when when times needed. So um, my routine was you know we, we will have uh, a workout in the morning, and then during midday we will have I will have I will go to the to the lift I will lift, and then and then at night in the afternoon we have another workout, and that and that went off over like months days and days and days and. We, we would do we do uh, five days a week, so the so we kind of have the weekend to to kind of rest and just relax, and then go back in on a Monday, Monday to Friday, um, and that just keep going, keep going. But also like one thing also focus on was also train your, my, my mind also, um, so a lot of meditation and also reading. Meditation, uh, you said. Meditation and reading, um, I think it's something that I find just kind of stay focused and just calm your soul, my my soul personally. And just kind of help me shrimp, like focus and shrimp, uh, like shrimp minded. Yeah. Do you have like a breathing technique or something? What's the, what's your practice? Um, so I have, I have like an app. Like I use, I use app or use it by myself. Like Headspace or something? Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I would use Headspace. So nice. just by, just myself, I wake up in the morning, kind of you take that time to yourself to yep. focus on how your bodies feel. Yeah. And just be at peace or relax or even use it when in time where I found myself stressing a lot because one thing I also did this summer, I was also taking two classes. Yeah. So uh, when you kind of, and you're trying to do a whole, a full year course long in a matter of a couple of weeks. That's crazy. So, so yeah. sometimes you get stressed, so you, but it's important to find the time to kind of de-stress and um, remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place. I love that. You 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 do have the body that I'm trying to like a shrunken down version of it. I'm trying to go for long and lean, baby, long and lean. We don't yeah, want yeah. Dave's a little bulky for me, right? No, no, this, this, this is nice, man. But it's been what about almost two years since I saw you last. Right, right, right. You, you put on a lot of how, how much weight? Twenty, 20 uh, pounds at least, right? I mean, right now I'm weighed two two fifty. Two fifty? Yes, sir. And That's that didn't weight. stop Dave, even though you did put on some weight. It didn't stop Dave from thinking he could beat you in horse, right? We had a big uh, argument. Prior. Yeah, Frank, no. you don't want to document <laughs> this, Frank. Frank. Uh, no, no, you. no, Frank, you don't want to document. So uh, now we have to. <laughs> off, off, off camera, Frank and I got a little side bet going, and I'm convinced that I will beat you in horse. And now, as and long I, as you're not dunking. And, and I, I'm not. I'm not, listen. I'm not dunking. I'm not doing no layup. I'm only <laughs> beating you with shot and under 15 shot. I love Ooh. it. I love this. I love the self confidence. I think self confidence routine. I want to touch on PSA. Right. So so we're fortunate today mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm. two of the four founders uh, that are with us. So I want to know exactly what PSA has done for you personally. Right. And then we'll go ahead and, and bring these guys in to speak a little bit more about the program. Oh, no. PSA. PSA is my family. Um, I would say like one thing they taught me was to do everything the right way. And I think they do a good job on letting you know like how college would be. Um, I was practice are different from high school practices. Um, if you don't run and touch the line, the whole, everybody, everybody's paying for it. 
Um, you really pay attention to every single detail, teach you how work and how to do things right, not only on the court, but also in your life. Because if, you, if you're not good at school, they will be on your back. And if the coaches are on your back, your teammate will be on your back. Like, hey, listen, you need to, you need to do your homework, you know, you know, make, make, do it right. So I think one thing PS, PSA teach you is how to be a good person on and off the court. And it's something that I can't stress enough um, because every single kid coming to the program, they leave and they are a changed person, um, 100%. Yeah, and yeah. that is a, a huge thing, though. But PSA does a phenomenal job. Coaching staff to the founders, they, they really do. And this has now been going on for a long, a long time. All right, so right now we're actually going to welcome Jason Ford, one of the founders of PSA Cardinals. Uh, we wanted to bring you in first and foremost to say thank you uh, for being a part of this special journey. And uh, I really envy what you do. And your program has been phenomenal. So can you just give us, I guess, a brief background on how PSA came about and what the program means to you personally? Sure, no problem. First of all, thank you for having me on. And, you know, pleasure to be here for Frank and as he's, you know, going through this milestone in his life. But PSA, which stands for Pro Scholars Athletics, is essentially what we call a sports-based college preparatory program. Um, and it's all about creating these moments for guys like Frank, like finding Frank uh, and guys like him as early as possible and helping guide them through their high school and college, high school, middle school and high school careers so that they can get to this moment and be able to choose the school that they want to go to based on the work that they put in. Right. So a big thing um, that we always talk about is like owning our destiny and figuring out what those things are and what they mean, particularly for the young men that we're dealing with you know, given the kind of world that we live in right now, right? So for, you know, guys that look like me and Frank, opportunities are not something that we just, we can pass up. We have to make sure right. we're ready for them and, and do those things. So uh, the creation of the program was really about, you know, our experiences growing up as young men as well, um, loving the game of basketball and understanding that it's not just a sport, it's a learning tool. Mm -hmm. um, and how you can teach a lot of the, the values and virtues of manhood and just being a good citizen. Um, through sports and then also making sure they're getting quality experience and a quality education. Um, so that's basically the, the impetus of how we started things. Um, we started about 12 years ago, uh, myself as long as uh, Terrence Munch-Williams, uh, Justin Ware and Andre, um, Andre Charles. And it started out as just helping out in the after school program, volunteering and kids that wanted to learn how to play. And slow, you know, surely as they got better and, you know, kind of bought into how we were doing things, we saw it as an opportunity to kind of expose them to greater academic opportunities and then help guide them through their middle school and high school careers so they can get to this point. Wow. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's definitely working. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, just meeting uh, Frank for the short time we've met is a phenomenal person. Seems like on and off the court, which I think is what you guys, you know, strive for. So mm -hmm. uh, one more question. To the athlete that hasn't reached, you know, PSA yet in the in the greater New York area, but potentially looks at you guys and says, you know what, I want to play for that program. What is something specific that you look for in that athlete? It's a good question. Um, outside of like physical attributes and all those type of things and being able to play, it's one being willing and ready to put in the work. Um, you have to do the, uh, the, the, the parts, the ugly, the non-sexy things and learn to value that process. So one, being willing to listen, being coachable, uh, being willing to pay attention to detail and know that the little things matter um, and wanting to put forth that effort is something that we feel is important. 
And then once you see that and when we exhibit that, then it's a lot of like, all right, you're going to make mistakes. But now it's like, how do you go through these? Right. So we talk a lot about things in terms of the differences between reacting and responding. Right. You know, so I I predominantly work with like the middle school kids. So a lot of it is kind of teaching them is like, hey, this translates in a certain way. You can react to things in a certain way, but it may limit you. But if you understand how to play the game and know what's going on, you can respond to it differently. And that's what we're challenging people to do, because I'm not coaching that kid for the game that they're playing that time. I'm coaching them for a decision that Frank is about to make in four or five years from the time we have it. So but a lot of those lessons, you got to teach them when they're seventh and eighth grade, not when they're 11th, 11th grade or a senior. Um, so just being um, around families that are willing to listen, um, really to kind of like enjoy the journey, so to speak, mm -hmm. and um, and stuff like that. So that's what we're really looking for outside of like, obviously, the talent and, you know, the acumen for playing basketball. But you have to want to do some of this stuff because for some of our families, right, it's it's taking them out of their comfort zone a lot and being willing to be outside of their comfort zone. Um, so it may mean going to a boarding school. It may mean you need to learn how to study more and whatever, but you have to want to do those things. And if you don't want to do those things or don't want to take shortcuts, you're going to have a hard time in life, but you're definitely going to have a hard time with us. Wow. No, it's great life stuff. And we actually always talk about the uh, the you like the idea of it or do you really want to do it? Right. And when you really want to do something, you're willing to do the uncomfortable stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the message of our No Snooze podcast here. Mm -hmm. So it ties in so nicely. Yeah. Um, Mike, you have anything for, for Jason before? I was we... just going to say part of me thought that he was asking you for himself to try to get recruited because <laughs> he, he just can't my give days, it up. My days are over. Man. I'm like, Dave, hang it up. It's over. <laughs> my days are over. Jason, thank you. Yes, oh, no thank you very thank much. You for having thank me you. Yeah. All right. And congratulations on a great program. All right, guys. So, so we're back. We actually took a quick pivot because Isaac Green, one of the assistant coaches for the 17U program, is now here. Uh, but we definitely did want to shout out Terrence Munch Williams. But Isaac has now stolen your spot. So love that move, Isaac. I'm a fan already. It's <laughs> a great move. So, Isaac, quick. I want to know what 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 I guess was the best thing that you've seen on the court of Frank and how it's applicable to life in general versus just basketball? That's a good question. I'd have to think about it. Um, That's all right. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing that stands out most about Frank, which is why I'm struggling to pinpoint a specific example, is just because of the effort that he's consistently giving, whether that be a practice, whether that be um, a walkthrough in the hotel or a game. He's always putting himself, he's always putting himself inside a game and understanding that um, – Everything he does is a reflection of the name on the front of his shirt, and that's uh, for three years he's been the pro scholar athletic. So it's been, it's really been a blessing to see Frank mature. I mean, I remember I was just talking to Mark about it that I remember when, I mean, Frank came over to the United States, <laughs> and it seems like that was yesterday, and now all of a sudden he's sitting here about to commit to college. So just proud of him. I'm sure everybody that's sitting here is just proud of how far he's come. Well said. That was a good answer. Good thing you thought about it. And the, uh, the thing you touched on is it seems, like I said before, when you meet Frank, he's got a joy. He's got, he, he enjoys this process. He's embracing everything. So that's instilled by stuff that you guys do every day because he's, he's embracing the whole process. So. All right. Um, and, and you actually you know, mentioned the name. So Mark Carter, shout out to Mark Carter and the entire family. Yeah. Um, not only are they live here today, but mm -hmm. they happen to be my greatest family friends in life um, and exactly what they do in life is what I see put into Frank. 
Yeah. Right. And and that whole culture, that family dynamic is something that has been phenomenal. Yeah. And I just uh, I love yeah. that about and the PSA pride. Cardinals. Right. Yeah, the pride. Said it better. Right. Yeah. The pride of the shirt, too. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Isaac, thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Guys. So this this interview is just getting better and better. We are we are blessed with a live audience and Coach Isaac happens to be here. Welcome to the podcast, Coach Isaac. Hey, thank you so much, man. It's a pleasure being here, man. What mm -hmm. a great day. This is a blessing. You know, this is a blessing. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, we're honored to be a part of it. It's been a blast. Yeah, so uh, give, give us, um, I guess, what PSA means to you and really what, what your favorite part about <laughs> yeah. being a part of the culture is. I just want to say one thing before I get started. Yep. My passion, my love, my desire mm. for these kids in PSA program is unbelievable, so... I get really emotional, so just bear with me. But yep, I'm almost no, this with you guys. But it's just the that that passion, that drive for success, for mm -hmm. what we do for these kids. That's unbelievable. Great, great role model right here. Couldn't ask for a better person, Thank a better you. person to represent our program right Thank here. Academically, you. character, class, finesse, speak three, four different languages. Yo, th <laughs> this is what's up. This is really what's up. Thank you. Thank you. Got me all fired up. I'm about yeah, to cry nah, over yeah, here. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> emotional. I got the me. chills over here yeah. now. Um, no, but on a, on a serious note, so PSA, how did you get involved in it? And what's your favorite part about the culture, man? What we do, what the product that we put out, the young men that we raise, as soon as they walk in the door, the culture that we provide for them as teaching them how to be pros, this just didn't come overnight. This was a project. As Coach Munch always say, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Wow, And I love we that. take that culture mm. to heart. And each and every one of our kids that we bring into the program, we program them to be successful in any mm -hmm. aspect mm -hmm. of their life. And that's what life is all about. Right. And you know what's great about it? This young man right here will give back to the community. They'll, they, they come back, they give, and they're, they're just passionate for what we have done for them as for young sure. men. Wow. Thank you, thank you. Frank, putting you on the spot, what's your favorite thing about Coach? Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, man. <laughs> as soon as Coach Ike walked in the gym, he got everything started. He got everybody started. I like the energy. Double clap, baby. I like that. Double, I double clap. clap. Double clap. <laughs> I gotta call no, him. No. I gotta call him in the morning I when I'm a little sluggish <laughs> when I'm putting the suit yeah, on. No, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, your, your energy is infectious. It uh, doesn't matter what time it is. Coach Ike's eyes always the energy. Doesn't matter what time. One in the morning in the airport. You always have the energy. And that's something that we try to teach our kids, man. No matter what time of the day, those lights are going to shine. And we want our kids to be prepared for those bright lights. Mm -hmm. And I tell you right now, you got one ahead of you, bro. These lights are going to be bright. And I know he's prepared to shine, Frank. Thank and you. I love you, man. Thank and you. I love you, too. You. I tell you, this kid has won the best work ethics in our program. We have a lot of great kids. But let me tell you something. That motor never stops. That motor never stops. Frank takes it from the one level to the next level every time he walks on that court. And that's what you call a pro. Thank wow. you. Man, I wish we had a game for you to go to play right now. <laughs> to go watch. Yeah. Got me all coach, fired up. Coach, we yeah. thank you. And we thank you for what you do with Pro Scholar Athletics. Thank, thank you so you. much for having me. And thank it's a pleasure yeah, being yeah. here, Frank. I love you and God bless. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Love you too. Everybody, double clap. That's good stuff. Uh, so before we get, you know, right into the, uh, I guess, college commitment announcement, um, competition is, is a major thing. Competition is a major thing in life. 
and obviously a major thing on the basketball court. What is your favorite part, and what do you look forward to about competing every day? Um, my, favorite part about, my favorite part about competition is that um, every time I found someone um, that one, one I'm playing against to, which is a little bit harder than, let's say, the, the previous person that I play against, I always get better. Um, I always end up just, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like I always end up unlocking another level um, in my time. And I, always, I just get better. And I, I love to compete. I'm a competitor. Um, and, you know, just because you, you need to be, like, life is hard. So you really need to have that mindset that no, nobody is going to be better than you. And you just have to take it to heart and everything you do. It doesn't matter if it's on the court or it's off the court. It's in the classroom. You want to strive in those areas. You go to classes like, hey, today I'm going to answer as many questions as I can because nobody else is going to answer as much as much as question I am. Just participation in, in classes dominated everything. So I think like I'm, I'm a competitor myself and everything I do, I really try to be the best in the area. Even, even if it's something that Let's say I'm not used to it or i never done before. Even I pick up the first time, I always try to be the best at it. Mindset is phenomenal. Dominate me. everything. You're, I love uh, that. I got a ton of questions about how you chose the school, um, but I guess the best way to do it is to show us some visual. Let us know where you're, where you're going to attend this next chapter. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, I believe that um, for, for, to enter the next chapter in my life, is best suited in Eugene, Oregon, University of Oregon. Yeah. Wow, very nice. Very nice. Wow, you, you brought me a hat. Oh, you're, you're gonna wear it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. We have we have a, a a live audience here at Maggie Spillane. So everybody who has the visual, uh, you, you'll be attending the University of Oregon next year. Congratulations, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. Green looks good on you, buddy. Yeah. So now, now I got a ton of questions. Now that it's out there, <laughs> what was your what, what was your, I guess, final decision maker? And when were you like, OK, you know what? I want to go ahead and be a duck next year. Um, I th it was a really long process. And um, I was fortunate to have amazing people around me to help me making that decision and to um, go into all, all the aspects. Um, obviously, we touched bases on the effect on COVID-19 on my senior year. And it was really a process of, okay, so how am I going to be better in, in all aspects? Um, one thing is I left, I mean, I left my home home in Cameroon. Like, it's all the, a lot of miles back. So for me, I didn't really have any constraint on where I'm going to go in the country because I'm already far away from home. So, and I'm gonna have a home away from home here in New York. So for me, 
I didn't have a preference, but uh, like in terms of my academic, that was the most important most important part. Um, they have a great, they have a brain. I would say like in terms of I want to be I want to become a robotic engineer. So that's my goal. And in terms of technology, I know that they have the latest and the top of the best um, when it comes to that um, area. So I know for me, walking in a room with a bunch of computers and uh, all tech stuff is like a, a kid walking in a candy store for me. So so that that was really a big part of it. But I also know they, they would take care of me, not only as a person, but also as a player. Um, and my style of play basketball, they, they play my style. It's, it's how I want to play, um, you know, spread the flow, and I get a chance to uh, develop and increase my increase my talent every single day. Wow, got me all fired up. I just became a Ducks fan, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's and, go. And I know yeah, now, now, yeah, now Mike is a little bit upset because, like I said, I know University of Connecticut was after you as well. Yeah. Um, in, in addition to a bunch of other schools. So Mike, I'm yeah. sorry about that. Listen, Ducks all the way, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, C- Coach Altman, great coaching staff over there. Um, what can you relate back to Pro Scholar Athletics? And I guess the the Oregon model, um, like also during the process, I was talking a lot of the uh, of the coaches and the assistant because I believe it's important to I I like to where where I want to go. I like to feel like I'm going home. Um, so I think I think it was really important for me to go somewhere that I know I know who's gonna be coaching me next year. I know who's gonna be um, you know helping me to to get better. I know Coach Allman, um He really I know that he want me to get better. And he will put me in position that, like, where I, what I need to do. He will find what I what, what I struggle with and help me to find those things. Um, Coach Mike, Coach Mike Menegan, and he has a ton of energy, and really, it's like it's something that I match myself because I like you see Coach Ike earlier yeah, right. um, get that energy, and I know that he he's all about hard work and you know, always help me to get better every single day. Make sure wow. I'm right. Make sure we get that extra shot every day, and something something that uh, really attracts me. Speaking before, you know, we heard your mindset on on competing and competition every day. Uh, pressure situations is something that is going to come up not only on the basketball court, but in life. It's a big message of what we do here at No Snooze. Um, I want to know for you personally, what do you plan for? Give me a routine for your pressure situations and how you walk yourself through those moments. Um, like I said, I talked earlier, uh, something that I do a lot. Um, is meditation and just kind of um, whenever I feel like I'm sure I have to make a decision, I always take a step back. Uh, I think that that's that's the major part. We take a step back, just kind of hear everything, see everything, um, to make sure I have a great idea of what what I'm about to do or what decision I want to do. Um, I believe there's there's no rush, but once you know, once you know it's the right decision, you know it's the right decision. And I always trust my gut when, when it comes to, to, everything, to everything that I do. Full of such wisdom at, at such a yeah, young age. Confidence, too. Oozing with confidence. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, we don't love to do the advice thing, but I got a little years. I got a couple years on you. you um, and I have a little bit more wisdom, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to personally give you this message because for me, it's something that I apply every day now. But I also wish I knew it earlier. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Right. Especially on the basketball court. I mean, it's been done to you now your entire life, right? Like, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you weren't top 44 out of 100. You weren't 98. You weren't number four. You were 22. You were compared. The way that you prepare for that 
is by instilling confidence in yourself. And now the way that you instill confidence in yourself is to make small promises to yourself and hold yourself accountable. Right. When you say you're going to go put up 100 shots in the gym, go put up 100 shots in the gym. Because what that did to you was just gave you a mental tick and a mental piece of confidence. Same thing in the classroom. If you say that you're going to go study for 45 minutes, go study for 45 minutes. Right. And it's just something that I wish I was told earlier. And I just want to share that with you mm -hmm. here today. Also, yeah. something that, I, if you allow me to touch base on. Yes. Um, like a lot of these days in all high school, high school basketball in general, um, a lot of kids get too, too much in the head about rankings. Yeah. Um, there's over 100 different uh, ranking sites uh, out there. Right. And like how like most of the most of the time, like kids just get motion to ranking. They want to do stuff that they think gonna get the hype of it, or that that they think that are oh, gonna put them up the rankings. By the end of the day, that's not what that's not what college coaches look at. Um, your work ready translate what you're gonna do on the court. What you're gonna do in court in front of the cameras, not necessarily don't describe who you are as a person. And and that's not I I say if I have to give an advice for all the the next generation after me, don't look at the rankings. I myself, I never look at the rankings. It's often a time my friends or my teammate that would tell me, oh, you number, number so-and-so. And even on social media, I think one thing that I'm um, going to my, going this year, what I did was I, I, I log off on social media to just kind of just focus on, and get time for me to make the right decision. So again, I think going off social media kind of helped me to be more present in a day-to-day -day basis every minute, every, every second. So that also helped you just kind of grow in your mind and have confidence in yourself. Because most of sometimes you see something on social media and, and then all of a sudden you, you don't, you know, then you have a game and all of a sudden you, you're all messed up in the head. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well said by both of you. My advice is short and sweet. Block everything and dunk on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Before we, I guess, wrap up here today, give us some uh, some plans for the future. And you kind of spoke on your, you know, what you want to do at the University of Oregon. Give us, um, you know, the trajectory of what you want in life, if you if you know what that is. Because if you don't, mm -hmm. that's okay too. Like, um, like I said earlier, my ultimate goal, um, I would say, is to become a robotic engineer. But I believe I'm also more than just that. Um, uh, I believe. Um, that the goal is to hopefully make it to the NBA, but not only make it, to stay stay and strive in the NBA. And that's my mindset as of right now, because it's like it, start, it started yesterday, it started years ago. So like it's not something that you just start putting in your mind right now, um, be able to just stay and strive in the NBA. But also I want to use um, that platform in, in order to reach out more, because once, let's say you become an uh, NBA player, now the whole world is open to you. You can do a lot, of, a lot of things, and it's all it's all a matter of how you use your platform to, in order to talk about things that matter to you and how you know help others. Wise beyond your years, Frank. Yeah, Wise beyond I your mean years. it's incredible. But honestly, now I think people listening to this will understand when you accomplish everything that you just said, mm -hmm. nobody will be surprised. Nobody. I'm serious. Thank um, you. And, and I know Mom is extremely proud of you. Uh, yes, everybody is. here today is extremely proud, man. You, you've done phenomenal. Thank you. Um, thank you. And it, it's incredible because you're still so young. Give us, Mike and I usually end with a quote 
we're mm-hmm. not going to do that today. We're going to give you that shine. What is something that you live by in terms of a daily quote, personal mantra? Oh, I, I, I know that my teammates that are watching this probably, they're going to recognize it because I, I used to say it all the time before a game. So my, what, I, what I say is um, practice like a pro, play like a pro, and leave like a pro. Doesn't matter what you do, always go with a pro mindset. <laughs> Just phenomenal. I, I, all phenomenal. I can say is Trend. don't be surprised. <laughs> Frank, we thank you. Guys, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up, get after it, and let's go Ducks, baby. Go Ducks, baby. Let's go. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.